For more information on Ancient Dragon Zen Gate, please visit our website at www.ancientdragon.org. Our teachings are offered to the community through the generosity of our supporters. To make a donation online, please visit our website. The unsurpassed, profound, and wondrous Dharma is rarely met with even in a hundred thousand million kalpas. Now I can see and hear it, accept and maintain it. May I unfold the meaning of the Tathagata's truth. Welcome, bodhisattvas, near and far. Thank you very much for sitting together, gathering, gathering, gathering our bodies and our minds and our hearts, abiding in the cloud together. Uh, my Dharma name is Hogetsu. Uh, I'm a priest supporting Ancient Dragon Zen Gate, as I think most of you know. And I'm sitting here in Chicago in the north side neighborhood of Lincoln Square in my personal meditation space. There's my little altar behind me. And this land, this land in Chicago, was a site, uh, a gathering place for the Native people who lived here before their land was appropriated. Uh, Unceremoniously appropriated. Um, And it was a land of travel and gathering and trade and healing uh, for many different Native tribes. And it's still the home to, I guess, something like 100,000 or more Native tribal members here in Illinois. And so it's not obvious, but there are traces of this Native American tradition embedded in the landscape in Chicago. Even in the name, Chicago is a place name in a Native American language, a near extinct language. And I've been thinking about our roots as a Sangha and how our ancient dragon community and our practice rests and has woven into it threads or traces of ancient Buddhist peoples, (laughs) ancient Buddhist traditions, reaching back across time and space, you know, all the way to California, (laughs) Suzuki Roshi, and San Francisco Zen Center, where uh, Dharma uncle Paul Disco is in that region, I believe, at this time. Uh, back to Japan, to China, and to India, with Shakyamuni Buddha. We have these deep, deep roots. And within Buddhism, we have a family style. Meditation family style called Shikantaza. Yes, again, Shikantaza. So I think Douglas, not long ago, offered uh, a talk on Zazen. 
So maybe it's on a lot of our minds. So the shikantaza is this Japanese word for just sitting. For our just sitting together. And I, I've been interested in the physical practice of just sitting, uh, especially as we're hanging out in this cloud, Zendo, where we're sort of like our heads are pretty much the focus and the rest of our bodies are a little obscured usually. Um, or there's just some kind of name <laughs> like Bear Utter or Angie, or Jeff O. So there's just some screen. And still, we share this practice of shikantaza, just sitting. And I'm hoping that being embodied in this practice helps us come together and form a practice body uh, in stillness. So the shikantaza, you know, it looks very still, but we dance this ancient dance of Shikantaza together. We breathe <laughs> the song of silent song of Shikantaza. And a little warning anything I say about Shikantaza is at the very best, if I'm lucky. And I will make inaccurate statements <laughs> is best just a best a finger pointing to the moon uh, just an indicator that can never grasp the totality of our just sitting practice so I'm just uh, offering that as a warning <laughs> and also a confession you might say for even saying anything um, but I'd like to encourage us. So, um, so we're each sitting in this cloud space, in our personal spaces, in our situations, yet we shikantaza together. We embody this kind of family style and we create a practice home together, a practice body. And there are many, many, many styles of Buddhist meditation taught by many wonderful traditions. But, you know, this is just our flavor or our family style of shikantaza, which centers around sitting in stillness, the body and mind resting in a non-dual awareness, a non-dual awareness of awareness, <laughs> sometimes called non-dual objectless meditation or taking the backward step and illuminating. Mm -hmm. Uh, or kind of a oneness with duality, complete presence, moment by moment. All these terms are just, just that. <laughs> but maybe it just gives a little bit of the flavor. It's like, you know, we can't really characterize what makes our grandmother's cookie taste different from the ones we get at the bakery or the store. But our shikantaza has that flavor. So. I'm trying to describe this tasty practice in our home base, our kind of home style, which is kind of a freestyle meditation. But we start with the body and sitting without trying to get anything else. And that seems so simple. I don't know. If any of you have ever had any difficulty just sitting still and not trying to get anything else, but I think I have on occasion. Like maybe almost every time I sit, I find myself wanting something different or more or less. Uh, you know, Suzuki Roshi called Zazen or Shikantaza, called Shikantaza uh, not being selfish. That was one way. He described it a million different ways, but one flavor of that. It's like, hmm. <laughs> so nonetheless, this is our effort to sit with oneness in each moment with oneness, with the dualities 
through and through, all the way down to our deepest truth, you might say, our deepest heart, from the depth of our, finding the depth. I think we say we find the depth of our heart in Shikantaza um, and dropping into a kind of ungraspable, ungrasping awareness. Uh, but I'd like for a little minute just to get back to the body in Shikantaza, because one way to think of Shikantaza, I think of as a bodily attitude, not simply a posture of like forming a, a certain shape, which is fine, asana, for those yoga practitioners out there. But I think of a bodily attitude, which has is the heart mind of Buddha, actually. So um, I will ask David Ray to share a picture of Shakyamuni Buddha, because I always find it amazing how we are embodying Buddha when we are Shikantaza-ing. So you can see the Buddha <laughs> upright. I mean, this is just almost exactly what we do. So even though the Shikantaza is supposed to like come from Japan, this seems like Buddha didn't have to say anything, or the Buddha statues don't have to say anything. They just give a sazen instruction or instruction Shikantaza immediately. So this Buddha is sitting upright, relaxed, eyes partially open, Clothes are arranged like like even Buddha's robes, even in these statues, they're not like a total like mess. They're actually carefully arranged, you know. And I don't know what happens when we're doing cloud sitting, but you know, sometimes it's like there's a you know, whatever state room we just kind of plop down, you know, there's not anybody really kind of helping us maintain awareness. Uh, behind these screens but I think even though maybe nobody was watching Shakyamuni Buddha when when they sat down they sat arranging a seat carefully carefully putting a cushion or however you arrange your chair or setting bench or whatever you're using so there was this kind of careful already before sitting you're sitting Arranging your body, your clothing, and the kind of attitude or intention in this embodied practice, not trying to get anything. Now, now Buddha is not in our traditional uh, hand position. You can see the right hand is, is touching the earth. So maybe that was just a little response, but still. We sit with our our hands in our classic meditation posture. And there are (laughs) countless uh, instructions for finding this posture and sitting in meditation uh, that is part of Shikantaza called Zazen uh, everywhere. And I encourage everyone to continually request sasan instruction from various places because I think we can never be reminded enough uh, of this style of just sitting. And I was kind of amazed, like San Francisco Zen Center now, thanks to the cloud and to our situation has, you know, I don't know, at least a couple dozen different practitioners uh, giving Zazen instruction on their website and we have it on our website. And there's, you know, like this, there's a little book called Shikantaza that's available. There's so much available, but I think we, to be reminded always of this bodily attitude and, and assuming this position, according to your body, you know, your body might not look like Shakyamuni Buddha's body. So you might not sit cross-legged. You may sit in any position or stand or whatever, or lie down. But still, this is Shikantaza of just sitting, just without grabbing onto anything and giving up kind of 
selfishness. <laughs> and uh, we can come back to mm, let, let Shakyamuni rest for a while. <laughs> I wish Shakyamuni had their own little window <laughs> on our screen. Uh, but this was, you know, kind of like us after years of seeking something else, some special practice, Buddha just remembered just to sit down under a tree and return home into their deepest truth. So this is what we do, um, dropping all the way down to the bottom. And I could just stop here because this is already too much. But, you know, we have a chatty practice about sitting. It's kind of amazing. We sit in silence a lot. But if you look at the Zen literature, and especially in our school, Soto Zen, you know, we like to chat about the Dharma. So I'll chat a little bit more. You know, and we chat through writing books. We chat through, you know, having these Dharma talks, which are, you know, almost like a tsunami. Uh, but I keep wanting to remind us of this basic sitting. And I'll just say a little more about our roots. You know, it is said that our Japanese ancestor, Dogen, received this meditation practice of Shikantaza, uh, kind of a silent illumination practice from his teacher in China and brought it to Japan. And Taigen actually next Saturday will offer a seminar on this great ancestor Hongzhi, who is one of the root teachers of Shikantaza or silent illumination. And so you can hear more and more and more about that. I know Taigen will probably talk for at least a couple hours and you'll probably talk too. Um, and it's great to study these things and to know where we come from and that this is just one way but it is a way that's our way, kind of what we do together, uh, sitting around the family table in our meditation halls or in the cloud. Um, after we, after this talk today, we'll chant uh, Dogen's kind of detailed destructions, instructions, <laughs> deconstructions <laughs> of Shikantaza, Fukanza Zengi. All this stuff is available and it's great. But uh, I'm wanting to encourage us to embody our practice, even when we're invisible to each other. You know, when we share a physical space, a meditation space in person called a zendo, uh, we learn shikantaza, kind of how we learn a dance. You know, we have our physical bodies very close and we learn this shikantaza from our closeness, physical closeness to each other. Um, so we have a special challenge, you know, we sing the song of shikantaza in our breathing together in a communal space. And now everybody's afraid to breathe together because of the pandemic. Um, and, you know, actually, technically speaking, we're all breathing together, even though we are separate, but there is something we learn from the physicality together and, uh, you know, in our cloud, our cloud Zendo, you know, we have this challenge to maintain our attention uh, to our embodied experience, to not answer emails or check our screens during <laughs> Sazen, uh, to remember, like, maybe one place of preparing our practice space is turning off notifications if we know how to do that. Um, so I just encourage us to pay attention. I encourage myself every time I sit with a screen, which I will admit is challenging. And maybe that just illuminates my own 
limitations and my own wanting something to be different, you know, wanting us to not be sitting in front of screens all the time, even though I love seeing all your beautiful faces. Um, but paying attention to the body and how we prepare our space, how we sit down, how we ground our hips and spine and assume uh, the position, this shikantaza. And, you know, when Suzuki Roshi, I think, referred to shikantaza in the way of not being selfish, I thought it is, he really, I think, means giving up trying to control our world from the self-centered way. He also describes Shikantaza as receiving letters from emptiness, kind of receiving letters from home. But to open those letters uh, from emptiness and to be open to everything and carefully respond is difficult and humbling at times because the letters that emptiness sends us sometimes are ones that we're not expecting, like a pandemic or a disembodied practice space um, or, you know, a dirty diaper from a child (laughs) or other difficulties. Um, Or, You know, we can't wait to devour the letter because it's something that feels like really good. (laughs) But still, we receive everything in shikantaza um, and touch, touch the seat of oneness. And we sit together encouraging each other. So even though we're not in a zendo space, we're still encouraging each other by showing up and showing our selves as completely and wholeheartedly as possible. I feel this an ancient dragon and I am forever grateful for it. Um, So we just do this thing as we find our way through the pandemic and the waves of our world of Shikantaza together in this amazing way of sitting across space and time, um, gathering kind of like long lost relatives or our family occupying our Zoom space. And we find our way home like Shakyamuni. And it's really wonderful. Um, And part of our tradition is kind of just sharing stories (laughs) to encourage us. So, I'll share, I'll end, I think we have time. Um, I'll share by ending, by uh, sharing a poem that I first heard read by my Dharma grandfather, Rebbe Anderson. And I think it's a little poem that instructs us on, or encourages us to sing and dance in Shikantaza. And I keep coming back to this poem Uh, So, and many of you, I'm sure, have heard it many times. So, thank you for bearing with us. But I will just recite this at least once. And it's a poem by Wendell Berry uh, that says, I go among trees. So, this says something about the heart of our practice together. I go among trees and sit still. All my stirring becomes quiet around me like circles on water. My tasks lie in their places where I left them, asleep like cattle. Then What is afraid of me comes and lives in my sight. So all of our fears will visit us in Shikantaza. And the fear of me leaves it. It sings and I hear its song. In the midst of silence, I hear this song. Then... 
what I am afraid of comes, and I live for a while in its sight. What I fear in it leaves it, and the fear of it leaves me. It sings, and I hear its song. Then what I am afraid of comes, and I live for a while in its sight. What I fear in it leaves it, and the fear of it leaves me. It sings, and I hear its song. After days of labor, you could say days of shikantaza, mute in my consternations, I hear my song at last, and I sing it. As we sing, the day turns, the trees move. And in the end, in Shikantaza, we hear our song. It's my song. It's unique to me, and yours is unique to you. And yet it is the same song from the same place. And, um, and this is a song we can sing to the world for the benefit of all beings. So I hope that it is so. And I apologize for uh, saying so much, but I'd like to thank you for this little shikantaza snack. And I think we have some time for discussion. So bodhisattvas, please bring forth your dharma. Thank you very much. And David Ray, if you could also help me and anyone else <laughs> to just invite people forth to bring forth their Shikantaza heart minds. Yes, I will. And for those of you who are, are visible, you can just you know raise raise this hand at the end of your wrist. But if, if you're not visible, you can use the raise hand uh, function at, at the bottom of the screen. I see Paul's hand. <clears throat> Thank you very much, Ogetsu, for your talk. Uh, you demonstrated uh, just sitting with just talking, which I thought was quite wonderful. Also, your enthusiasm and 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 energy is very encouraging. I, I'm, I'm very. It, it's very heartening to hear you talk. Um, I think the wonderful thing about Shikantaza, and which I remember for myself, is especially when I'm not feeling especially well, or not when I have other thoughts in my mind that are not necessarily conducive, is to remember that Shikantaza leaves nothing out. So mm-hmm. all the good thoughts and all the bad thoughts and all the all the all the energies, good and bad, are all part of Shikantaza. Nothing nothing is to be left out. Um, we cannot segregate or, or turn in turn into divided into a dualistic good and bad it's all all in there together so um thank you very much for your for your encouraging talk thank you so much for your expression of shikantaza and helping us for in so many ways dharma uncle <laughs> And yes, nothing is left out. And if we think we're leaving something out, that's just delusion. <laughs> um, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Nicholas, I see a hand. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, thank you for your beautiful talk. And... Um, I guess I just I, I wanted to share what my experience of Shikantaza is and maybe get your feedback that are just sitting and and you mentioned several of the things of so there there is a body. Mm-hmm. So there's awareness of body. There's breathing. So there's awareness of breath. There are myriad of thoughts and fantasies. And so there's awareness of thinking, and there are various hindrances. There's greed, hate, delusion, restlessness, pain, fire. So there's awareness 
of hindrances. So, you know, um, so to me, there's a quality of uh, attention that is sort of central to my just sitting because I don't want to just sit there and space out, although that does happen sometimes, but um, it's, it's kind of sitting with attention and, and being aware of my body, heart and mind again and again and again, or, or, you know, what is this or just this? Um, or suchness, just this breath, just body, just, just emptiness of all the things. So, um, yeah, that's kind of my experience of it. Thanks. Thank you. All this as awe. Our Dharma uncle has pointed out, and as you point out, all this, all this, all this, again and again, (laughs) letting go. Yeah, deeper. You know, it's like it's like um, deep diving. You know, if you go down too fast, (laughs) there's some danger. And sometimes you run out of oxygen. And if you're lucky, a friend has an extra tank for you. But you go deeper and deeper. And you never, you know, like in the deep ocean, like, I don't know, some pictures I've seen, there's some really scary, weird creatures down there. And you go deeper. And, you know, we're just finding our way in the dark all the time. Um, And somehow... Somehow, in the dark, we encounter these hindrances, right? We encounter what we think of as the separate body. But in, in being in the body, we let go of the body. Or we find the true body. We create the practice body. And, you know, of course, we take care of our bodies, our physical bodies. It's all there. You know, in, um, in Hongzhou's guidepost for silent illumination, or inscription, it might be a Shikantaza inscription on a pillar someplace in China. Um, and Taiga will probably go, you know, help us understand and delve deeper into this uh, on Saturday in his seminar. But in some total silence, words are forgotten. I'm going to get this wrong, but something like complete clarity uh, is appears right before you when reflected in, in vastness uh, um, your bodily form or your body is awakened uh, and you shine you shine alone you crazy diamond Nicholas <laughs> your hindrances shine your aches shine your uh... <laughs> that's enough mm-hmm. is that okay yeah it's great Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. We'll get to, I have a question. Hi. And thank you. Thank you so much for, for that talk. Thank you for the warmth um, of the, of our family style that, that you, that you bring. Um, so my question is, is um, I think a question about, about the, the text that, that we're going to chant together, the Fukan Zazengi, because as I was assembling the slides, I was looking at it again. And, um, and Dogen says that thing, this is not meditation practice. I think that's the, that's the way that it's translated. And I guess that's the thing that Shikantaza, um, just sitting, gets at, you know, it's saying as if it was to say, you know, it's not Zazen, it's just za, just sitting. Not, but 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 Zen is that word, that that word that in Sanskrit is jhana, meditation. We don't have a better word for it in this in this language. Um, at the very beginning when I started practicing with, with ancient dragon, when people would talk to me about meditation, I would say, Oh well it's not meditation, it's just sitting and I realized that's that's not a that's not very skillful. So I don't 
say that to people who who are not you know in in this in this path. But I realize I I have a question about it. Like why we say that's why we say it's not a meditation practice. Beyond, is, is it? I mean, objectless meditation, uh, the the body. But I'm realizing, wow, I, I really have a question about why why Dogen says this is not meditation practice. Yeah, I didn't say this is not a meditation practice. Dogen might have. You've asked Dogen. I know. Yeah. <laughs> but but I think maybe I would say in parentheses, don't hold on or, or restrict this to just a meditation practice. Don't make it into a thing that you can hold on to and get something from or give something to or, you know, work into some little special personal uh, Jesus, Buddha, personal Buddha. Uh, Yeah, it's very personal and physical. And, you know, somehow uh, this simple thing, just sitting, is almost heretical in some Buddhist circles as being like the highest, most difficult meditation practice. (laughs) So this is a great koan that you bring up, David Ray, and this is what we sit with all the time. Uh, How do we hold the entire universe lightly and be held by it lightly and not make it into something else, more or less, and then carry this? Because I would say shikantaza is also even though sitting is emphasized that we carry this, she can toss us this expression of this deepest heart in our everyday ordinary life. Uh, and and we can never fully grasp it. I see. Is that is that enough? Okay, is a, you know, um, I think Robert has a hand up that I can see. Yeah, just um, to, to comment on what David said, isn't it not just sitting because it's like more primarily universal functioning, and that's why it's not just sitting? Because for me, it's not just sitting, but. It's not what it is for me. It's kind of the idea. It's a good idea. <laughs> Keep going with the idea and endlessly. That's all I understand. I like the functioning actually. Like, because I think of it like, a lot of time I feel is spent dysfunctioning and our practice is to be fully functioning (laughs) on all cylinders, so to speak, not excluding any. Thank you very much, Robert. Ed, hey. Hi, Hogetsu. Thank you for your talk. Uh, Very uh, wonderful. I want Johnny Cash to come out with your own personal Buddha song. I think he's no longer with us, of course. But um, uh, I love the idea that David brings up also about it not being something. This is not meditation or it is meditation. And just the glory of the idea of something not being that is present as well. So that's a nice glimmering thing. Thank you. Thank you, Ed. You know, reminds me of uh, Johnny Cash's Ring of Fire. You know, shikantaza is a burning thing. <laughs> and so this brightness and fire that we sit in the middle of is another expression or our personal Buddha. Wasn't it, doesn't personal Jesus come from like Depeche Mode or somebody else before Johnny Cash covered it? Anyway, um, so we're just, we're just doing covers of uh, the ancients in our practice. Asian Bodhisattva in your cool hat. <laughs> Thank you, Hogetsu. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's chilly in here. Um, I appreciated your talk. And I was thinking about just a moment ago um, in your response, 
you know, Dogen talks about um, in our Zazen that, you know, to study the self is to forget the self. And I was thinking about um, Thich Nhat Hanh's kind of humorous um, description of, I think Zazen is remembering ourself. You know, he, I remember a passage where he talks about being driving around in Quebec and seeing um, on the license plate, je me souviens. And every time he came to a stop sign or, you know, a stop behind a car, he'd be like, ah, je me souviens, I remember myself. And so I wondered if you could comment a little bit about um, forgetting ourselves and, and maybe remembering ourselves or recollecting ourselves. Hmm. Well, it sounds like you've talked pretty well about it, Aisha, and I don't know if I would add anything to that. Je me souviens. You know, there's there's great stories, right, of Zen Master going, you know, hello, you know, are you there? Yeah, I'm there to themselves. And so this is being completely present, not separated from the skin bag, right? But not stuck. So, um, yeah. Maybe remembering and forgetting at the same time. Yeah. And like we, we have to remember where we are in this moment because I think uh, Nicholas mentioned, you know, like spacing out is easy. So the sitting practice is really complicated actually, or at least challenging for our human physiology. Uh, but, you know, I, I still think to actually uh, be completely present or just this in each moment, moment by moment, is, uh, you know, we can never know if we're actually doing it right. <laughs> but I think calling, like, recollecting, like, where am I right now in this moment? And not uh, not holding on to the conception of I or the conception of this moment, because it's already gone by the time we've labeled it. So we've already forgotten by the time we remember. And still... So thank you for bringing us to the moment. Thank you. So does this seem like a Tigan? Did you would you like to say something? Uh, just briefly, uh, thank you so much for a wonderful, really nourishing talk. Thank you. Uh, just about the business about Dogen saying this is not meditation practice, just to add a little that uh, I think he's, you know, there, in many, many schools of Buddhism, there are all kinds of meditation techniques or methods. <laughs> and, you know, a lot of those are, are very helpful, but basically just sitting is beyond that. It's not, it's not about some method to get somewhere else. <laughs> it's just this. Uh, I think in the course of sustained practice of just sitting naturally, a lot of those um, specific practices or objects of meditation arise, and that's fine. But it's not about holding on to some particular technique to get somewhere else. So that's what I, I, I think Dogen is pointing to when he says it's not yet another one of these meditations. Right. Yeah. Thank you, Tigan. I, I also feel a little wary sometimes uh, because when I call Shikantaza our family style, I would like to be really clear that, it is not the only way. And Dogen was making a certain point, I think, for his brand, maybe. And uh, but I, I, I've practiced other traditions and foundational Buddhism, and I know many of us have. And what things arise, and I wouldn't. Hmm. I don't, I don't want to be critical or at all disrespectful. And I'm not sure that in the end that they, I think they all lead to the same place or encourage us. If they're doing, they lead to our deepest truth in our heart. So, but I do think sometimes there is an emphasis, especially in what I call patriarchal Buddhism to say, this is our way. 
And I'd like just to invite us to hold that a little softly. But what we do in our practice, you know, people ask me, what do we do? And so we do this thing called just sitting. So. Hmm, Paul. Um, We need you to unmute, please. Almost. Not yet. (laughs) Mm. Paul, you're muted. Yeah, he's trying to figure it out, I think. Can the host unmute, Paul? I'm trying to. I'm pressing the ask to unmute button. Um, Let's see if I can do it over here on this screen. is happening. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe out oh, there, with some help. Yeah, there. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I finally, I finally got it worked out. <clears throat> um, that you know, in most in the world today, most Buddhism does not sit zazen, does not does not do uh, sit in meditation. They chant at our prostrations, or there's many other ways that they do of the practice. And and many people consider uh, sitting to be the, uh, too difficult, or the are very diff- the difficult way to, to to practice. So we're we have chosen to to tackle it, you know, the the the, the mind at its at its at its most uh, tenacious roots. Um, mm-hmm. If you're ch- if you're chanting or are pros- doing prostration prostrations, it gives you a little a little boost. You have something as like singing a song. You you. you 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 could get carried away with the tune, or if your or your body knows how to go go down and, and stretch and then stand up and go down and stretch, um, it's we're 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 attacking this 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 uh, dualistic mind of ours at its at its most tenacious and most uh, stubborn uh, uh, roots. So it's not surprising that there's many different ways of talking about how to do it or or what it is. Um, it's 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 um, it's it's not an easy thing to do, mm-hmm. and and, uh, and and then many people consider it even too difficult with other you know, other cultures and other other lineages, and uh, I think it's quite wonderful that we have decided to uh, to to go for the heart of it and to dive into the most difficult, uh, the deeper deepest and most difficult pool of all. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, I was just thinking it's a little like the pandemic, you know, the conditions keep changing and everybody gets a little frustrated. Don't we have the right answer? You know, but we have to feel our way along and use multiple approaches to the heart. Deborah. Thank you, Hogatso, for your lovely talk and for um, your sense of humor. I really appreciate it. And I, I just was called to comment on this. Um, I feel that Zazen is one of the most connecting practices. I feel it's an interconnecting practice to life and to humanity. And I was just going to requote. Um, let me look at the names here. Anyway, the, the woman who just spoke, my, my, I'm sorry, it's earlier where I am in, in uh, California. You know, the Dogen quote ends with, um, to, it's to forget the self but then to know all things. And I feel for me, it's just broadened and connected me to the greater universe. It's, it's a very, the individuality sort of diminishes. And I just wanted to support that awareness. It's also good for nothing, which is wonderful. (laughs) You know, Kodo Suzuki Roshi, it's good for nothing, which is a wonderful way to be enjoy it and detach it or struggle with it. It's just you in that moment. So I just wanted to share those thoughts. It's Aishin. Aishin had stated the, um, Dogen quote. So just want to comment yeah. on it. Thank you. Thank you, Deborah. Yes. It's it's a <laughs> good for nothing. Uh 
is Sawaki Kodo and Uchiyama Roshi's uh, sort of view or, or encouragement. And that's a, that's not, not sort of the way most Americans go about the world. <laughs> and I thank you for the pointing out the deep connectedness that really lies at the heart of Sazen. This is getting to the deepest root that, of separation. So may it be so. I'm happy that you have that feeling. That's what I hope we all have together here at Ancient Dragon. Brian's hand is up. Yes, um, thank you, Hogetsu. I appreciate it. And uh, I have to apologize. I have to leave in a few minutes for something else I need to get to. But I'm, I'm intrigued by uh, these, this talk about what it's not. Um, and saying it's not meditation to me might suggest that it's, um, it's not a, this formal activity that is different from other activities. It's just being alive in a, in a concentrated way, uh, perhaps intentional way of, of what happens anytime in the day when we return to ourselves. Um, and the other point about what it's not, it, it, in some ways, I, uh, it's not practice in the sense that, you know, I learned from the composer John Cage many, many years ago that um, making sound in a, what some people think of as a random way in, in the style of his music um, is, and, 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 and practicing scales or whatever. I learned this from being a musician myself back in the day. Practicing scales is not practice, it's playing music. It's, it is performance. And if we think of it as practice, um, then we're doing something to get somewhere and we're doing something that isn't really what, what it's about. It's really getting ready to do it at some later date. Uh, and I think Zazen sometimes turns into that if we look at it as, as a practice to get us in shape so that later on we can actually be awake. Um, and sustain that or something when in fact it's, it's performance itself. Thank you for that wonderful performance, Bodhisattva, of the music of the Dharma. This is why uh, I think when we realize this, we're more and more careful in each moment because there really aren't do-overs. And also, there are no mistakes in our one continuous mistake. (laughs) So, yes, fully alive. Shall we have a little last call on this situation before moving on? Anyone else move to add anything? So thank you all for your wondrous practice. And I guess we do the four buddies off of vows. Is that our next event? Thank you. David Ray will help us. Beings are numberless. I vow to free them. Delusions are inexhaustible. I vow to end them. Dharma gates are boundless. I vow to enter them. Buddha's way is unsurpassable, I vow to realize it. Beings are numberless, I vow to free them. Delusions are inexhaustible, I vow to end them. Dharma gates are boundless, I vow to enter them. Buddha's way is unsurpassable, I vow to realize it. Beings are numberless, I vow to free them. 
Delusions are inexhaustible. I vow to end them. Dharma gates are boundless. I vow to enter them. Buddha's way is unsurpassable. I vow to realize it. All my ancient twisted karma from beginningless greed, hate, and delusion born through body, speech, and mind I now fully avow. All my ancient twisted karma from beginningless greed, hate, and delusion born through body, speech, and mind I now fully avow all my ancient twisted karma from beginningless greed, hate, and delusion born through body, speech, and mind I now fully avow. Fukan Zazengi The way is originally perfect and all-pervading. How could it be contingent on practice and realization? The true vehicle is self-sufficient. What need is there for special effort? Indeed, the whole body is free from dust. Who could believe in a means to brush it clean? It is never apart from this very place. What is the use of traveling around to practice? And yet, if there is a hair's breadth deviation, it is like the gap between heaven and earth. If the least like or dislike arises, the mind is lost in confusion. Suppose you are confident in your understanding and rich in enlightenment, gaining the wisdom that knows at a glance attaining the way and clarifying the mind, arousing an aspiration to reach for the heavens. You are playing in the entrance way, but you still are short of the vital path of emancipation. Consider the Buddha, although he was wise at birth, the traces of his six years of upright sitting can yet be seen. As for Bodhidharma, although he had received the mind seal, his nine years of facing a wall is celebrated still. If even the ancient sages were like this, how can we today dispense with wholehearted practice? Therefore, put aside the intellectual practice of investigating words and chasing phrases, and learn to take the backward step that turns the light and shines it inward. Body and mind of themselves will drop away, and your original face will manifest. If you want to attain suchness, practice suchness immediately. For practicing Zen, a quiet room is suitable. Eat and drink moderately. Put aside all involvements and suspend all affairs. Do not think good or bad. Do not judge true or false. Give up the operations of mind, intellect, and consciousness. Stop measuring with thoughts, ideas, and views. Have no designs on becoming a Buddha. How could that be limited to sitting or lying down? At your sitting place, spread out a thick mat and put a cushion on it. Sit either in the full lotus or half lotus position. In the full lotus position, first place your right foot on your left thigh, then your left foot on your right thigh. In the half lotus, simply place your left foot on your right thigh. Tie your robes loosely and arrange them neatly. Then place your right hand on your left leg and your left hand on your right palm, thumb tips lightly touching. Straighten your body and sit upright, leaning neither left nor right, neither forward nor backward. Align your ears with your shoulders and your nose with your navel. Rest the tip of your tongue against the front of the roof of your mouth with teeth and lips together both shut. Always keep your eyes open and breathe softly through your nose. Once you have adjusted your posture, take a breath and exhale fully. Rock your body right and left and settle into steady, immovable sitting. Think of not thinking, not thinking. What kind of thinking is that? Beyond thinking, this is the essential art of Zazen. The Zazen I speak of is not meditation practice. 
It is simply the Dharma gate of joyful ease, the practice realization of totally culminated enlightenment. It is the koan realized. Traps and snares can never reach it. If you grasp the point, you are like a dragon gaining the water, like a tiger taking to the mountains. For you must know that the true Dharma appears of itself, so that from the start dullness and distraction are struck aside. When you arise from sitting, move slowly and quietly, calmly and deliberately. Do not rise suddenly or abruptly. In surveying the past, we find the transcendence of both mundane and sacred, and dying while either sitting or standing have all depended entirely on the power of Zazen. In addition, triggering awakening with a finger, a banner, a needle, or a mallet, and effecting realization with a whisk, a fist, a staff, or a shout, these cannot be understood by discriminative thinking, much less can they be known through the practice of supernatural power. They must represent conduct beyond seeing and hearing. Are they not a standard prior to knowledge and views? This being the case, intelligence or lack of it is not an issue. Make no distinction between the dull and the sharp-witted. If you concentrate your efforts single-mindedly, that in itself is wholehearted engaging the way. Practice realization is naturally undefiled. Going forward is, after all, an everyday affair. In general, in our world and others, in both India and China, all equally hold the Buddha seal. While each lineage expresses its own style, they are all simply devoted to sitting, totally blocked in resolute stability. Although they say that there are 10,000 distinctions and a thousand variations, they just wholeheartedly engage the way in Zazen. Why leave behind the seat in your own home to wander in vain through the dusty realms of other lands? If you make one misstep, you stumble past what is directly in front of you. You have gained the pivotal opportunity of human form. Do not pass your days and nights in vain. You are taking care of the essential activity of the Buddha way. Who would take wasteful delight in the spark from a flint stone? Besides, form and substance are like the dew on the grass. The fortunes of life, like a dart of lightning, emptied in an instant, vanished in a flash. Please, honored followers of Zen, long accustomed to groping for the elephant, do not doubt the true dragon. Devote your energies to the way that points directly to the real thing. Revere the one who has gone beyond learning and is free from effort. Accord with the enlightenment of all the Buddhas. Succeed to the samadhi of all the ancestors. Continue to live in such a way and you will be such a person. The treasure store will open of itself and you may enjoy it freely. May all awakened beings extend with true compassion their luminous mirror wisdom. With full awareness we have chanted Fukan Zazengi. We dedicate this merit to our original ancestor in India, great teacher Shakyamuni Buddha, our first woman ancestor, great teacher Mahaprajapati, our first ancestor in China, great teacher Bodhidharma, our first ancestor in Japan, great teacher Eihei Dogen, our first ancestor in America, great teacher Shogaku Shunryu, the perfect wisdom Bodhisattva Manjushri. To the well-being of all those afflicted with ills and to peace pervading for peoples of the world, Gratefully we offer this virtue to all beings, all Buddhas throughout space and time, all honored ones, bodhisattvas, mahasattvas, wisdom beyond wisdom, Maha Prajna Paramita.